Hi, and welcome to the Beham Brothers Podcast. On this episode, we are breaking down the Kentucky Wildcats, a team that had a really disappointing uh, 2022 season. We're going to take a look at how we think they're going to do in 2023 here. They've got a big transfer in at quarterback in Devin Leary. They've got a big transfer in in Ray Davis. Can Mark Stoops get this team back to his form that he's had Kentucky in over the past few seasons, which is way above the normal? Yeah. The fact that last year was disappointing should show something about Mark Stoops and what he's done with the program. Yeah, I mean, they definitely stepped it up. Um, I mean, you were talking a minute ago as we were, you know, looking at this team and thinking about this. You asked a question. I was really kind of surprised you asked about, hey, are they in the blue chip ratio? I thought, no, there's there's no way. It's Kentucky. There's no way they're in the blue chip ratio. Yeah. And sure enough, they are. they're in it. Now, I don't know about how much. <laughs> they might have barely scraped into it, but they're in it. So blue chip ratio, for those that don't know, that is the number of recruits. Your, your recruiting has to be 50% or more of four-star and five-star recruits, and Kentucky has that. That's pretty surprising to yeah. me. Yeah, it's got to be mainly four-stars. It's got <laughs> It probably is mainly four-stars, but, I mean, they've got some pretty good guys when you go and look at um, who this team has. So let's run through who they've got returning uh, this coming season. On the offensive side of the ball, just to start out with, man, they've got Devin Leary. Devin Leary wasn't heralded at NC State, but that dude is a good quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the fa- my main thing with Kentucky's offense and what's going to help the quarterback is the fact that they're returning so much of their offensive line. Yeah, that's tremendous. And we talked about it with uh, Ole Miss, too. They're returning their offensive line. When you return your offensive line good things are bound to happen, especially, or at least improvement. Well, when, when you go and look at their offensive linemen, so they return their both guards and a center. One of the guards, Kenneth Horsey, he played tackle for him last year. Yeah. So that's a huge, huge piece to have. Is the, I've got this guy who's played left tackle for me. I can swing him in and put him in at guard, or I can kick him back out and put him back out of tackle if an injury were to happen. Now, if you lose that guy, that's a big loss because now you've lost a a major depth piece and a starter for you. But they get all three um, of their interior offensive linemen back. Uh, They do get Marquise Cox. He's a uh, northern Illinois transfer in coming in at left tackle. And then they get Cortland Ford at right tackle, who's a USC transfer, Um, And he came in uh, a little bit later in the year in the transfer portal window there. Uh, So all five of their starting offensive linemen all have starts under their belt. Yeah. And talking about the guy that moved to the inside, anytime you move someone from tackle to the inside, that's a sign of really good things. Uh, Yeah. I mean, so if you're able to play tackle, right, then you've, that means you've got a ton of athletic, you're really fast for your size and really strong Coming in to play guard, guard is much easier position on the offensive line than tackle is. Um, you don't have to worry about a guy getting around you as much. You're really just trying to bulldoze the people in front of you. Yeah, just push them in or push them over. Right. Um, so um, that's a huge benefit for them. But Mark Stoops, there's two things Mark Stoops' teams have been known for since he's been at Kentucky. Number one is defense. He's a defensive guy. He's he's got He made his bread and butter as a defensive coordinator – um, at Oklahoma under his brother Bob Stoops. Um, uh, but uh, having a strong defense has really been the namesake of Kentucky. 
And then the second thing they've been known for is having a good offensive line that he can run the ball behind. That I mean, they've had these blue collar running backs up there at Kentucky yeah. that have just lowered their shoulder and just you know bullied people yeah. for the past few seasons, and that's how they've won games. It's really been kind of old school football. Oh yeah. He is. It is old school, and it's fun to watch. I like watching Kentucky play. I do too, man. They play with a lot of heart. They yeah, play with a lot of passion. Um, it's not boring to watch them. No. I mean, they they get after it. They're going to hit you hard. Um, so you better come ready to play. I think any team that plays, you know, that plays them the next week, they're probably feeling it. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's no longer a just nothing game anymore, like it used to be. Yeah. You can't take this team easy. Can't take them lightly and. Where we've got this team, you better not be taking them lightly. So, um, so they've got Devin Leary at quarterback. Then they get Ray Davis at running back. Now, Ray Davis was at Vanderbilt last year, and he was their starting running back. Man, he was good. He was he was good at Vanderbilt, and um, he's going to be good at Kentucky. You can tell Vanderbilt's missing him. Yeah, after watching that game last. Week. Yes, you can. Yesterday. They did not have anybody that could that could just lower their shoulder mm-hmm. last night when they played Hawaii. Um, Ray Davis is going to be that guy for Kentucky. He's going to be that back that they lean on uh, and run things through. Now, that's not to say they can't throw the ball because they've got three returning uh, starting wide receivers and they're starting tight end. Um, excuse me. Uh, Barion Brown starts out at wide receiver. He broke the freshman record in receiving yards with 628 yards. Dane Key broke the school freshman record for touchdown catches with six touchdown catches last year. Um, I mean, just they've got guys at every position on the offensive side of the ball, and this was not a good offensive team last year. Uh, This is a team that in total offense was 115th. Yeah, I think that's going to change. It might be a whole flip. I'm they're going to be competitors in the East. Yeah, and, you know, we've said it in a couple podcasts. I know we just said it on the Ole Miss side about their defense. You know, hey, you don't want these guys coming back. They can't do things. Ole Miss had some injury problems last year on their offensive line. Um, that's one of the reasons why Kenneth Horsey had to kick out to left tackle. Um, uh, but uh, overall, this is a team that, um, you know, I think is going to make major leaps and bounds. On the offensive it's side. It's going to look like a different team out there. I think so, too. what people saw last year. I, a lot of people are looking at Georgia and Tennessee in the East. I think it's Georgia and Kentucky. It's set up perfectly for Kentucky, too. They're a sleeper. They are, man. And, and when we get to their 2022, uh, sorry, 2023 schedule, man, you'll see why we're pretty high on this team. They've got a couple of games on the back half that could get rough, but, man, they open the season as easy as you could ask yeah, for. No, that it's a light a light walk it is first couple games it is all right so let's flip over let's talk about the defense side of the ball this is what mark stoops is known for well before we get there just to run through their offensive rankings last year their best ranking was in passing and they were 94th the rest of theirs were in the hundreds there's only 130 teams in this ranking so that's that's pretty poor um and all of them were 110 you know nothing too stellar All right, so let's flip over to the defensive side of the ball. On the defensive side, they've got five returning starters. Uh, Both of their – sorry, they've got a defensive end, uh, one of their defensive tackles. Uh, They've got a linebacker, two of their linebackers, and then uh, their free safety and Jordan Lovett. Jordan Lovett is a name to know 
Um, he's a sophomore. I don't think he's NFL draft eligible this year, but if he is, look for him in the draft. He's uh, he's going to be a good uh, safety for them. Um, uh, uh, they get J.J. Weaver. Um, he's probably going to be coming off as like sort of a defensive end style kind of guy mm -hmm. uh, for them. And then you've got Deion Walker and uh, Trayvon uh, Ribka, uh, both uh, at end and tackle there for them. Um, the Deion Walker guy is very hyped up. Yeah. Um, he, he's going to be good. I think this is going to be a team that comes in and tries to bloody your nose a good bit on the defensive side. They're going to be getting after it. I mean, I'm looking at the scores from last year. You can tell they're already good. Yeah. Like, it's they're going to be scary. You're not going to want to play them. Yeah, and this is the year where you'll start to see a lot of Mark Stoops recruits, some of those four-star guys we talked about, that yeah. blue-chip rating. They're going to start coming in. So Trevin Wallace was a four-star linebacker recruit. Um, they've got um, another four-star at safety. They've got, um, let's see, uh, Andrew Phillips, I think, was a, a very highly rated cornerback for them. So um, they've got some guys on the defensive side of the ball that can really go out and play. Um, and do some big things for them. In terms of ranking, where what are these guys coming back? What you know? What's the standard that they set there? Uh, they were eleventh in total defense. Yeah, that's pretty stout. Now, rushing defense was their worst part of their defense. They're still top fifty. They're forty eighth. Yeah, we we're just talking about it a minute ago. Um, overall, you know, if you're in the top thirty in both offense and defense, you're winning a bunch of games. Uh, so top 48 rush defense, not great, but when you're as good as they were in pass defense, they were seventh in total pass defense, you're stopping folks. They have yeah. to run the ball to yeah. try to beat you because they can't pass. Yeah, and if your only option is to run, more than likely, <laughs> you're eventually going to do something that Yeah, works. you're probably going to break through once, yeah. or, once or twice, right? I mean, you could probably just start running hurry up and tire that defense out because they were on the field a lot. They were because the offense couldn't put a thing together. I mean, that that was the problem. I mean, it was it was – the games were, you know, if you heard teams talk about playing Iowa last year, about how bad of a game that was. Like Kentucky. That's how bad this, that's how bad Kentucky was. Yeah. Um, so it was not a great. So let's run through their 2022 schedule and talk about um, how they did last year. Um, and then we'll, we'll jump over to the 2023 schedule. Looking at 2022 here, uh, team went seven and six. They started out good. Started out playing Miami, beat them 37-13. Miami at Ohio. Oh, I'm sorry. Mine does not say that. So Miami of Ohio. Well, that's a big difference. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then you took care of business. You did 37 <laughs> to 13 versus Miami, Ohio. I, my, I, I thought I was the, the U. Um, then they go, they play at Florida and beat Florida. Look, before Mark Stoops came to Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky had not beaten Florida in 30 years. Yeah. 30 years. That's insane. That's bad. I know they've beaten them at least twice now. Yeah. I think three times. Um, so they beat them, and that was in the swamp. They beat them in the swamp, 26-16. to 16, Went down there and got a win. Again, you're not going to hear big scores here. They're going to be ugly wins, but yeah. and they're going to be ugly losses too. Yeah. But, I mean, they're, they're there. Um, they play Youngstown State, beat them 31 to nothing. Uh, and then they go play Northern Illinois and beat them 31-23. to 23. Now that's a lot closer game than what Kentucky wanted. I'm surprised they gave up 23 points to them, based on how their defense was. Because I look at the the scores from the other games, like in the SEC, yeah, and it's around the same number. 
Yeah, I think they were sleeping there. They had to have I, I think they were sleeping there looking for that first uh or, or that yeah, maybe it was an eleven o'clock game. They were looking they were looking forward to that Ole Miss game. They had to go down to Ole Miss. Ole Miss at this point was undefeated. We just did their podcast. Um, you know, that was gonna be a big game. Um and and probably slept on Northern Illinois a little bit, but they were able to pull out the win and beat them thirty one twenty three. Uh not pretty, but a win's a win. A win's a win. Uh, then they do. They traveled down to Oxford and uh, lose that game nineteen to twenty two. Had to have been a heartbreaker. Yeah, I don't. I don't recall seeing very many stats or highlights from that game. There probably weren't a ton. <laughs> probably no highlights. It's probably three yards in a cloud. I mean, you got to think. Like I said, we just did the Ole Miss one, so Ole Miss was all run last year. Yeah. Um, and. I know we said that was Kentucky's weakness, but they could still stop the run fairly well. Yeah. So that was probably just a, a, a bloody a bloodied up game. Uh and then the surprising one. Then they go and they play they get back home, they play South Carolina. South Carolina, that sneaky team last yeah. year, they get one of those wins and they beat Kentucky. They beat them for uh twenty four to fourteen. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why we're a little that like we think South Carolina is going to continue to be successful is because of this win right here. Again, winning in the SEC is hard to do. Winning against teams that are up and coming, like Kentucky, they have been for the past three years. That's even harder to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and Shane Beamer's got it going at South Carolina. Um, you know, we think they're going to have another kind of average year this year, but I think that program is definitely moving oh, in the yeah. right direction. So. Um, then they go, they play Mississippi State. Uh, they beat them 27-17. to 17. I mean, it just seems like that's how all of all of Kentucky's scores are, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, they're yeah. all like... The only one that's an outlier is this next one with Tennessee. And that's because Tennessee had the number one offense. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. So, next game, as soon as I say that. Next game, they play at Tennessee. I mean, that makes it even worse. They're at Tennessee, they lose 44-6. to six. Yeah. I mean, but there's not much you can do about the Tennessee offense. I'm surprised they held them to 44 <laughs> <laughs> probably ten, one of Tennessee's lowest points totals from last year. I mean, it was just brutal team to play. They were so good on offense. Uh, then they go to Missouri. They beat Missouri 21-17. I mean, again, just like all the others. And then this one's the one, when we're looking at this, this is the one that really kind of stuck out. I mean, the South Carolina <laughs> one stands out, but... It's weird. It's even weirder seeing what the Georgia score right below it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know... <laughs> The, you give up 24 to Vanderbilt and lose 24-21. Right. Then you lose 6-16 to to Georgia, the national champion. Yeah. You held Georgia, the national champion, to 16, to 16 points. points. You were you lost by 10. That's an ugly game. That's a, That had to have been terrible. Had to have been terrible. I think I remember actually seeing that score pop up at an Auburn game. I wonder if this is the game, the day that Auburn played Texas A&M. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah. Uh, no, it would have been. Well, I'm not sure. I don't have a date on it. I here. can't remember. It could have. It could have been either one. But, um, the Georgia game. I kind of want. Part of me wants to go back and watch it to see how ugly it got. But, yeah. um, they lose that game six to sixteen. Um, the Vanderbilt game though is the one that really kind of stands out to me. I mean, Vanderbilt's up and coming, but they're not on the same level as a no. South Carolina. Um. Kentucky shouldn't be losing that game. Yeah. Vanderbilt is still the bottom. Yeah. Like, you don't want to lose to Vanderbilt. Right. You should absolutely not be losing to that team, um, especially when you're as seasoned as as the Wildcats are. In fact, there's only one team 
that should lose to Vanderbilt, and that's Florida. Like, I could see it happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. This year, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and then they play Louisville. That's their annual um, rivalry game. They beat them 26-13. to 13, And that's really what Kentucky was last year. I mean, they were a team that, you know, they needed 24 points to win a game. Yeah. But, you know, you had to get 24 points to yeah, beat them. They had to you earn know? all 24 Yeah, points. I mean, it was just, it was a rough, yeah. it was a rough, rough team for them. I mean, it's just very low scoring uh, offensively. Low scoring, you know, again, better on defense, but um, just a, a tough team, tough team to watch last year. Um, last year it was a tough team to watch. I mean, they, yeah. they were not good. They had Will Levis at quarterback as a, a, a first-round draft pick in the NFL. Um, and, uh, you know, highly rated, you know, well-thought-of guy. Um, but, man, they just – Similarly, they just couldn't get it going yeah. last year at Kentucky, and I, I think Mark Stoops turns that around this year. Yeah, I, I think so too. Mark Stoops is not a doesn't like failure. He he hates losing more than he likes winning. That type of coach, and I, I think he's gonna get it together for sure, or he's gonna get out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not saying hot seat. I think he's probably gonna be like, well, I ain't got the resources. I gotta go here. find. Yeah, I gotta I find somewhere else yeah. to go. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Kentucky's another team. You know, we're just talking about Ole Miss needs to kind of pour into their facilities. So does Vandy, as they are doing. So does Missouri. Kentucky's another team that could probably use some facility upgrades. Well, they just need to stop putting it all into basketball. Yeah. And that was actually a conversation last year between Mark Stoops and uh, what's it? John Calipari. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He said, we're not just a basketball school. (laughs) Yeah. And then he goes out and goes seven and six. Not the way he wanted that one to go. He wanted to get at least ten. I haven't heard him make any other kind of comments like that since then. He's definitely just – No, he's kept his mouth shut. So He'll say it after the season. Yeah, probably so. Um, All right, so let's take a look at this 2023 schedule as we we roll through here. They're going to start out the season, and this is probably the easiest front half of a schedule that you can imagine. Yeah. So they start out with Ball State. That's a win. Win. Easy. They start out, then they go to, or they, they play Eastern Kentucky. Uh, that's another that's win. win. Then they play Akron. Eat, win. That's another win. Then they then they go to Vanderbilt. Tough home crowd. Lost to Vandy. <laughs> Look, lost to Vandy. We just watched Vandy play last night yeah. against Hawaii. Makes it easier. Man, I think Kentucky's going to run it down their throat. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah. It's going to get ugly fast. Yeah. You know, we'll do a week zero review. Um, but this is a team that is just struggling, uh, Vandy is, I think, this year. Um, I don't think they go bowling. Nope. So We didn't have them going bowling. We didn't have them go bowling, and we flipped one of their pit, one of their wins to a loss. So um, that was the Ole Miss game. So, um, all right. So uh, where were you? Vandy. Then they play Florida. They get Florida at home up at Kroger Field um, in Lexington. Man, Kentucky's beating that Florida team. No. Yeah, Florida ain't beating nobody. I I, I am very low on Florida this yeah. year. Um, I, uh, it's going to be a rough year for if you're a Gator fan. Yeah, and based on what you were telling me about all the problems from the article you read, I mean, it, it runs deep. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to, you know, Dan Mullen really ran that program into the ground, honestly, his last two years. Um, he had uh, – I think bad coordinators in terms of leaders, some ba- other bad coaches in terms of leadership, um, and uh, from all accounts, from player accounts and some other personnel, um, 
you know, things just didn't, uh, didn't get any better there. And that hurts players. It hurts their ability to return and, um, uh, really just, uh, makes it harder to coach and, and harder to turn a program around. So Florida's really down in the dumps there. So, uh, yeah, we got Kentucky definitely beating Florida there. Then they get their first real test. This is, this is at Georgia. Um, played them close last year. Um, uh, Six to sixteen game. Um, Georgia will be coming off of the Auburn game in Jordan Hare, um, but they'll be back in Sanford Stadium. Yeah, I think that plays a huge part into it. Uh, it's still Georgia. Yeah, it's it's hard to be Georgia. Look, Kirby Smart has outside of what maybe the Missouri game, he's not shown any type of ability to maybe the Kentucky game to not have his team ready to play. Yeah. Right? Like, I think they were even ready for Kentucky. I think it's just Kentucky, Kentucky was good. good defense, yeah. yeah. And Kentucky wanted that game. Yeah. So, you know, could Kentucky beat Georgia? Sure. I guess if everything bounces right, but I don't give them a big percentage. So. I, I don't think so either. I I will say this, and it's getting into Auburn stuff, but, <laughs> hey, man, if it happens. Don't Auburn, do it. If it happens, I could see it really happening for Kentucky too. If That would be so awesome. I know what you're saying without saying it. So yeah. I don't want you to say it. Okay. All right. So then after the Georgia game, Kentucky comes back home and plays Missouri. I think they've got Missouri. Yeah. I have not seen anything from Missouri to make me believe that Eli Drinkwitz has it going on. They haven't been able to go back bowling in a while. Um, just not a great team, not a great program. We've talked about it. They've got some pieces, but it's just I don't think it's there. Yeah, it's not there yet. And I have seen recruiting starting to pick up at Missouri. I've seen them land a few guys, yeah. five stars. So that's good for them. Yeah, but, I think they just landed a five-star defensive lineman yeah. this past week. Um, that's huge for them. It is. Uh, but you've got to land. You can't just land one of them, yeah, right? You like, gotta you've got to have five. some guys around them, <laughs> yeah. you know? Um, all right, so back on Kentucky. So far, we've got them with one loss through their schedule through the Missouri game, and that only loss is to Georgia on the road. So uh, then they get a bye week that next week. And they come back from the bye week, and the next four games on their schedule are rough. I mean, this yeah. stretch could spiral out of control, yeah. right? Like, this could be like the Ole Miss from last yeah. year where it just spirals out. But the first big game, because they're coming off of a bye week, they're playing Tennessee. They get Tennessee at home. I think they beat Tennessee. I think so, too. I think the home field advantage plays a huge part into it. And we talked about it before. This is a toss-up game, just yeah. because it's Tennessee. They're good, right? Um, but I, I'm confident in Kentucky to come back at home, take them down. The defense will be firing on all cylinders. I think this year. I, th- I think it's going to be good for Kentucky this year. Well, one of the reasons why we picked Kentucky in this game is that Tennessee will be coming off the Bama yeah. game. Yeah. Um, and it'll be. In Tuscaloosa, then they have to go and travel to Lexington. Um, that's a tough back-to-back road yeah. stretch. Um, but Tennessee's got to do it. I, I, I give the win there to um, Kentucky. Um, it, like you said, though, it's a toss-up game. I yeah. mean, if Tennessee is clicking on all cylinders again, they throttled them. They beat them 44-6 yeah. to six last year. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, it could happen again, but they've got a different quarterback in there. Um, you know, I think Tennessee's going to be a little bit down this year from where they were last year, um, but but still solid. 
then Kentucky, you know, that's going to be an emotional win. If they beat Tennessee at this point with only one loss, they're looking ahead to the rest of their schedule, and they're probably seeing stars because yeah. they're 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 seeing what's potentially, you know, on the horizon here. Yeah. What you know what they could accomplish. Um, so this next game becomes a little bit of a trap game. Yeah. Uh, they they travel to Mississippi State. Mississippi State is a very senior laden team. Yeah. Not a not a ton of like just top tier talent. Yeah. But a senior laden team, a tough team. We we give Kentucky the win versus Mississippi State, but that game could flip. Yeah, and it's at state. It's at state now. That's one thing I will say. I say Auburn is like kind of underrated for home field advantages. I think State's even more underrated. Those cowbells, you don't even know what you're thinking when you're in that stadium. It's one of the most annoying sounds you'll ever hear in your entire life. Every time I've gone there, when I've left, I've had a headache. Yeah, it's impossible not to. It's it's terrible. So, don't take that game lightly. Yeah, it's not. It's probably not super loud in terms of like just decibels, but you know, it's, it's just annoying. Loudness. It's a very annoying loudness. Yeah, all the time. All right, so uh, but we're gonna give Kentucky the win. You know, Mark Sip goes down there. You know, has his team right, has his team ready to play. Hopefully, you know, not coming off too big of a high of that Tennessee yeah. win. Uh, then they play Alabama. That's a tough game, man. It's Alabama. Yeah, it's hard to beat Alabama. Yeah, but but man, that's an exciting game if you think about Kentucky's rush defense. Yeah. Versus That'll Alabama, a, a team that's gonna rush, gonna try to run the ball. And depending on how these seasons go. Like, this could be a huge game. It could be a toss-up game too. It could be. Like this could at, go at that point in the season, yeah. right? It could be like, man, this is a fifty-fifty yeah. game. I mean, um, uh, so Alabama, they're oh, we can't talk too much about them, but we'll break them down. But Alabama will be coming off the LSU game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and they're tra- they're on the road, so it's so tough. it could be a trap game for them, yeah. right? You could argue either way for this game right here. That's an exciting game. We need to circle that one on the schedule. That's November eleventh. That's, um, man, that's that's going to be. I'm looking forward to that game. Yeah. Uh, so then they play uh, at South Carolina. Kentucky does. They play at South Carolina. Um, you know, Shane Beamer's been sneaking wins against teams. Yeah. You know, but you can't bet on them, no. right? Like if this were, if you we're could be- never be confident or not never but right this year you can't be confident in putting a bet for South Carolina. No, I I, I agree. Um, I mean, I wouldn't have called the wins they had to no. close out their season last year against Tennessee and and Clemson. And even if you told me that it happened, I would just wouldn't believe you. Yeah. Um, I mean, even watching it, I was like, this isn't happening. Yeah. This is fake. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then they finish their season at Louisville. I think they get the win yeah. over Louisville there. Louisville's kind of been down the dump since their Lamar Jackson yeah. Jackson days, you know, that they had years ago. But um, so we've got Kentucky going ten and two. They hold um, that second place spot right behind Georgia, and and with the win over Tennessee, they yeah. put Tennessee in the third place spot. Yeah, I mean, their only two losses are to Georgia and Alabama. So depending, so depending on how much, how the other teams do this year as far as playoff things are happening, they could be one of those two loss teams that are getting talked about for the playoff. That yeah. could very well happen. Yeah, they could. I think the only sad part about this is that I'd love to see Kentucky do this same thing next year. Yeah. 
Um, but Devin Leary, I, I think, is out of eligibility after this year. So they'll have to have some kind of quarterback and some other things going on. But, like, this will be a fun team to watch get into the playoff. Oh, yeah. You and know? Again, it could happen. They could get into the four-team playoff. They could. Yeah. If you the, know, if the Big Ten, if the itself. West kind of beats itself up, yeah, you know, and and it's just ugly on the Western side, and you're looking and and you're looking at Georgia and Kentucky, and Kentucky's only losses are, you know, to Alabama and Georgia. I mean, yeah, you know, they they could make it in. It'd be crazy. It's crazy to think about, but it's definitely yeah. a possibility. And if Kentucky gets that win versus Alabama, oh, they're in. They're in. They're in. They have one loss and it's Georgia. They're in. Yeah. Um, so, so and they get to skip the SEC championship game. So Western Georgia. Yeah, they're they're sitting in the. I think that's a huge key for them. Stay healthy. Yeah. Because I don't think they have that much depth. Yeah, I think that's been the one thing for this team that that's kind of prevented them from getting to that you know Next level. Yeah, getting way up there is they haven't had a ton of depth. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, they're just a really well coached team. Mark Stoops really knows how to knows how to coach a team up. Um, and outside of Lane Kiffin, you know, if you're looking at a coach that was seasoned, you know, when Auburn was going through their hiring process, Mark Stoops, I was look, you know, Lane Kiffin was a very splashy hire. I personally, and I know I said it on the Ole Miss one that I wanted Kiffin, but I was pushing first for Mark Stoops, and yeah. when that one kind of fell apart, then it was kind of Lane Kiffin. Yeah. So, um, definitely a coach that I, I would have loved to have seen in orange and blue. So highly respectable. Yeah, definitely. So. All right, well, that's going to do it here for us on this episode of the Beham Brothers. Don't forget to like and follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Beham Brothers for the latest SEC news, stories, and more.